This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Last week, Pastor taught on the subject of the power of hope with revelation of the truth that faith without hope is merely hopeless faith, accomplishing nothing. This week's series, Putting Your Faith to Work, more deeply examines the intimate spiritual relationship between hope and faith in a more productive, step-by-step and practical way. Because faith doesn't come simply by knowing about it, hearing about it, wishing for it, or even casually asking God for it, of special importance in this lesson of making your faith and hope work more effectively together are pastor's personal nine steps necessary in the development of what he calls an attitude of faith. The pathway to a truly meaningful faith with power that can change things involves developing an active faith lifestyle based solely on God's Word and then confessing those truths as though God has already delivered them just as He promised. Here's more on putting faith to work. Well, we back again today and we're going to pick up and talk a little bit more about the message, the little series I've been doing on faith, on faith really powerful and important uh, series of messages, one that I cut my teeth on in the very, very beginning of my walk with the Lord, and one that um, I continue to work on and study and pray. And I've learned, I've learned over the years how to use my faith, and it has transformed my life. And that's really my purpose in teaching everything. But when it comes to, to teaching faith, the thing that I learned so long ago is that faith, when you learn to operate and move in your faith, it can change the very course and the direction of your life. When you learn to operate in faith, your life will be transformed, it'll be changed. Because your connection to God is not through your tears. God doesn't respond to your tears. He doesn't respond to your crying, to your belly aching, your complaining. He responds to faith because he's a faith God. Today, what I wanted to do is I wanted to go over to chapter 11 of Hebrews and verse one. Let's just read this verse. And then we'll get into what I wanted to talk about for a little bit today. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, and I'm reading out of the New King James Version. It says here, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let me read it to you out of the Amplified, because I love the way the Amplified says it. Now faith is, and if you want a definition of faith, here's your definition of faith. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. That's what faith is. Faith is perceiving as real fact that which is not revealed to the senses. So I may not, again, see it. It may not be here. I may not have it yet. But faith tells me that I have it. My faith is the proof. 
My faith is the evidence. You see, most people think this way. They say, when I see it, I'll believe it. But the Word of God says, when you believe it, you will see it. Faith goes before the manifestation. Otherwise, it wouldn't be faith. It wouldn't be trusting God. And as we said, God is a faith God and He only responds to faith. So to say, you know, uh, to say that um, I'll believe it when I see it is, is faithless, right? But we that walk by faith, we understand that faith is the substance. Faith is the evidence of the things that we do not see, the things that we are still believing for. And, 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 that, and it's only by faith that those things will be manifested in my life. Now, this is what I want you to pay attention to. Notice what it says, and I'm going to go back to the King, New King James Version. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, things hoped for. This little word hope sometimes doesn't get enough attention and doesn't get enough credit, but it's a very, very important word. Because the Bible says that faith is the substance, faith is the assurance, faith is the title deed of things hoped for, hoped for, hoped for. Unfortunately, this little word hope because um, when you use this word hope in the world, it's a very negative word. You know, you say to somebody, well, you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm believing, you, I know we prayed and we're believing for your healing. And, you know, I believe that you're going to be healed and, and God's going to, you know, touch your wife. And they say, their response is, well, I hope so. Or you say, you know, things are going to get better in your life. I know God's not going to forget you. And their response is, I hope so. And it's a very negative, it has a very negative connotation to it. And this word hope becomes like almost a negative word. There's nothing positive about it. There's nothing concrete or there's no confident uh, believing. It, it just sounds like a, 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 you know, maybe, hope so, maybe, maybe kind of thing. And that is not what Bible hope is. The Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. Well, the very first thing that we learn about this connection, and we'll get back to, to the word hope is that if faith is the substance of things hoped for, then it would seem to me that faith cannot operate apart from hope. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So it would seem to me, let me say it again, that, that faith, if it doesn't have hope, is incomplete faith, and it will not operate, and it will not produce. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Let me say it this way. Let, let's go this way. Faith gives substance to hope. Faith gives substance to hope. But if you don't have hope, your faith has nothing to give substance to. If there's no hope, faith cannot operate apart or separate from this word called hope. And yet, when we think of this word hope, immediately this negative connotation, this kind of doubtful thinking comes into our mind because we respond with, when someone says something positive about our life, we respond with saying, well, I hope so. Well, there's, that is not the Bible word. That's not the word that the Bible is using here. There's nothing doubtful. There's nothing uncertain about the Bible word hope because faith gives substance to hope. If it was a doubtful word, how could faith give substance to something that was lacking faith. Faith gives substance to the things that are hopeful. So many, many years ago, I was very intrigued by this word hope. And uh, because way back when, and some teachers trying to explain how you can't get through life hoping, 
Because you can't, because there are people that do that. They're just a hoping and a praying that things are going to turn around. Well, a hoping and a praying ain't going to change nothing in your life. The only way things change in your life is when you learn to operate in faith. When you learn to operate in total and absolute trust and faith in the living Word of God and God Himself who backs this Word up. So, so you know, they started teaching and they kind of poo-pooed and, and, and kind of put the word hope down. And it became very, very negative. Well, I was very intrigued by that and began to study and read some materials. And I started to, to really investigate myself. What does this word hope really mean? Because if faith needs hope to give substance to something, then it would seem to me that faith is a really, really, I'm sorry, hope is a really, really important word. So I began to study this word hope and I found a definition that I put together uh, that describes the word hope as the Bible presents the word hope. And the word hope defined biblically is this. Are you ready for my definition? It is the joyful, confident, favorable expectation of things to come. According to this verse, faith gives substance to joyful, confident, favorable expectation of your future. If you don't have joyful, confident, favorable expectation of things to come in your life, you lack hope. And when you lack hope, faith has nothing to give substance to. Faith and hope work together inseparably. You cannot separate the two things at all because they work together. God established it that way and they must work in, in conjunction with one another. Hope sets the goal and faith now achieves the goal that you set. If you don't have a direction, your faith has nowhere to go. And there are so many people that are living aimlessly because you're so stuck, maybe, in your situation, your circumstance, and the devil's got you spinning around in your brain, that you don't have any joyful, confident, favorable expectation of your future. And the minute you lose the joyful, confident, favorable expectation based upon the Word of God for your future, your faith goes dormant. It cannot accomplish anything. And, and, and you see, it, it takes active living hope in order for your faith to go after it and to accomplish it. Without hope, your faith is hopeless. You have hopeless faith and faith will not accomplish anything. But this is my example, all right, to explain how hope and faith work together. We all have, those of us that own homes, we have something called a thermostat in our house. How many of you have a thermostat, right? Now, whether it's a digital one with a little, you know, arrows, you put, push it up and down, or you have a little dial that you turn. On that thermostat, there are numbers, right? That thermostat is connected to something called a furnace, whether you have a gas furnace, oil furnace, it's in your basement, back of your house, somewhere, you have a furnace, right? You can't have a thermostat without a furnace. And you can't have a furnace without a thermostat. If you have a thermostat without a furnace, you have a thermostat that is of no value to you. If you have a furnace without a thermostat, you have a furnace that is of no value to you. The two go together and they work together to create heat or air conditioning in your home. Now here's the interesting thing. And this will help you to understand how faith and hope work together. When you want, say the room is uh, 55 and you want to bring that room up to 70, well, in order to get that room up to 70, 
You can't just you know, sit in your room and say, man, it's cold in here. I wish, I wish it would just warm up in here. How come everybody else's house is warm and my house is not warm? In order to bring the temperature from 55 to 70, you have to go over to the thermostat. You have to set the dial at 70. And then you have to sit there and wait for that thermostat to create 70 in your room. This is how faith and hope work together. Hope is the thermostat of your faith. The thermostat sets the goal. The furnace was created to achieve the desired result. If the desired result is 70 and you set the goal at 70, the furnace kicks in and keeps chugging and working and chugging and working until 70 is hit. When 70 is accomplished in the room, the machine shuts down and waits for another signal. Waits for, here, here, better word. Waits for another demand. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. If you don't have hope in your life, if you don't have joyful, confident, favorable expectation, your faith, just like that furnace, sits there dormant, ready to achieve, but no demand has been put on it. It will not achieve a thing until you put a demand on your faith. One of the things that I want to say, Ray. One of the things that I want to just say right here is that maybe some of us in, in the years that I've counseled as a pastor and I've ministered to people, often, you know, they're coming to me, talking to me about, you know, they just don't feel like they have the faith. They don't have the faith or, or they're struggling in their faith. I'm, I'm using my faith. But, but really, when I get to talking to them, I find out that it's really not a faith issue. Oftentimes, it's a lack of hope issue. Joyful, confident, favorable expectation of what is yet to come. And, and when you lose your hope for tomorrow, whatever the situation is, your faith just goes dormant. It can't accomplish. It can't achieve. It has no demand put on it. Now, now, now what you have to understand, just like we said, if you, you, you're 55 in the room and you turn that dial on to 70, guess what? It doesn't instantly become 70. When you start putting the demand on your faith by raising your expectation and your joyful expectation of your future and of things to come, it doesn't mean that it's going to happen tomorrow. You got to give your faith a chance to achieve the desired results. You don't go back and say, ah, oh, this stupid thermostat, let me just knock this thing off the wall. And that's what people do. They dash their hope. Hope must endure. Hope must be alive. Hope must be there every day. Putting that demand on faith. You say, well, Pastor, I've been walking this out for five years and nothing's changed. Keep your hope alive. Because today could be your day. Tomorrow could be your moment. Hope makes me, hope keeps me going. Hope keeps me moving. Hope keeps me on course. One verse says that hope is the anchor of my soul. It keeps me grounded in the word of God and the things of God. Because I know that if I keep my hope alive, if I keep my joyful, confident, favorable expectation of things to come, that my faith is going to work to achieve the desired result. It's going to come to pass in my life. It will happen. It's the joyful, confident, favorable expectation of what is to come. If you don't have that, your faith lies dormant. Or worse, it just goes into neutral. Backwards. 
or just aimlessly roams around. If something is worth having, then it's worth holding out in faith for. If there's something you want, if there's something you need, if there's something you desire from the living God, then it is worth holding out in faith, keeping my hope alive for the desired result. Because faith will only achieve, ready, the hope that you set. You set no hope, your faith has nothing to go after. That's why I believe as believers we ought to keep our hope strong and alive. Now, now let's just talk about this. I want to give you this verse because this is, this is important. In Romans chapter 15, 4, it says, For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. Wow, let me read that again. That we, through patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. Well, let me ask you this. Let me, let me, where do you think your hope is supposed to come from? You see, according to the Word of God, your joyful, confident, favorable expectation ought to come from the Scriptures. From the patient comfort that comes from the Word of God. Let me give you an illustration because this is how some people mess up their hope and mess up their faith. And they don't see the end result. They don't see the desired results. Let's just use this as an example. Uh, There's this family, Joe and Sally, I guess we'll call them. Joe and Sally are praying to God for prosperity and increase and favor to come upon their lives in the area of their employment, whatever it be. And uh, Joe goes to work one day and he hears about the promotion that they're offering. They're taking job interviews for the uh, assistant manager's position and he was going to get a healthy increase. You know, it had a healthy increase attached to it. So Joe goes home to Sally and says, Sally, I believe that this is what we've been waiting for. This is the moment we've been waiting for. I believe that God is, this is my job. Let's pray. Father, this is my job. I've got this job. Thank you for the job. Thank you for the assistant manager's job. So Joe fills out all the the paperwork and he prays over it. They anoint it with oil. They, you know, slap their hands on it. They do everything. They fold it up and they put it into the human resources hands and, and he waits. And a week later he gets a phone call. He says, sorry, Joe, the job was given to somebody else. Well, immediately his hope goes home, tells his wife, his hope for that increase, for that prosperity, just went out the window. Why? Because he took his hope off of the Word of God and he put it on the job. Let me tell you what, your future is not in the hands of your employer. Your employer is not your source. What he should have done was said, Lord, I believe you've got prosperity for me and you know what I'm praying for and the goals that I have set for my own life. And their faith and their hope should have been in the word of God. Faith is the substance of things that are hoped for. Hope comes from the word of God, not from this natural realm. See, I don't look to men. I don't look to anybody for my increase, for my prosperity. I have always looked to the living God. 
I've had to believe God in times when it looked like everything was going down the tubes and I had to believe him for the next dollar to pay the bill or the next, you know, hundred dollars or thousand dollars to pay salaries and to pay people. And there were even times when others got paid and I didn't. And you were here to testify to that. You guys know that. But that didn't dash my hope that there would be a better day in my life. That never for one minute entered my mind. I said, Lord, I got to get through this. I got to do this because I know that that day is coming. I got to work this territory, work this, this place, do what I got to do right here. I don't know where you're going to bring it from. I don't know who it's going to come from. I don't know where it's going to come from. But my joyful, confident, favorable expectation is that one day I will walk out of that and I will walk into an abundant harvest field. That's what kept my faith going. If I had lost my hope, I would have abandoned this place years ago. I would have given up. Hope is what keeps you above the circumstances. And it's not only about money and success and promotion. It's about your family. It's about your marriage. It's about your kids. It's about your future. It's about your walk with God. It's about where you want to be in life. It's about everything that's connected to your life. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Joyful, confident, favorable expectation of things to come. That means that we as believers every day, we ought to face the day with great hope. This is my day. This is the day I joyfully, confidently, with favorable expectation face this day. Today something good's going to happen to me. Today something good is coming my way. Today I'm making bigger inroads into my future that you have set aside for me, God. No man can deny me. No devil can deny me. No circumstance can deny me. This is given to me by you, my Father. And I stand with joyful, confident, favorable expectation, trusting him every step of the way. Faith gives substance to hope, whatever it is that you are hoping for, but not in a negative sense. Faith is, uh, hope is joyful, confident, favorably expecting that my tomorrows will be better and more abundant than my yesterdays. You got to set the hope in order for your faith to achieve something. Just like you got to set the thermostat in order for the furnace to achieve the goal. You don't have a hope, never going to get there. And then once you set that hope, you know what? You're going to have to be willing to do whatever you got to do. Don't expect anybody to hand it to you because nobody's going to hand it to you. You got to expect that God's going to work in your favor and in your behalf. And he's going to make a way where there doesn't seem to be a way. Let me tell you what, one idea from God can change your life. One door open supernaturally can change your very life. One human that God sets in your pathway can open up a door to a whole new level in your life. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith gives substance to your hope without that. Now you see a lot of people you know, suffer and have um, depression and this kind of thing. Well, there's a verse for that. And, and, and I found in, in Proverbs chapter 13, it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.